Welcome to The Pink Mug, a sisterhood podcast where we have real conversations with real girls in our world about life, faith, and sisterhood. Today, we have a very special guest, our friend and sister, Taylor Medill. You are absolutely going to love her down-to-earth style and approach to life and sisterhood. This episode is the first of a two-part interview where she courageously shares her story of personal loss and the beauty God revealed through tragedy. This is going to be a conversation to remember. We are so excited that you are with us today on this episode of The Pink Month. Hello, girls. I'm so excited that you're joining us today for our conversation, Sisterhood Conversation. We have a very special guest, our dear friend, and just awesome girl, Taylor Medu. Mom, wife, social media extraordinaire. Girls, whatever. Yes, keep, keep, keep them coming. <laughs> yes. Keep them coming. And one of us. And like one, one of, us. of the Design Sisterhood. Yes. yes. We're Thank so you. thankful you're joining us today. I'm so excited to be here. And I really believe that God has brought you because He wants to use you to encourage every listener that's watcher or those that are watching online mm-hmm. today. And that your uh, story is going to make a difference in their life. Thank you. Yeah. And so... First of all, I just want to chat a little bit about what God's doing right now in your world because yes. God has just raised up a ministry through you called Social Girls. Yes, Social Girls. And <laughs> some of my, the girls in my world got to go just experience yes. your Social Girls event in December. Yes. It was crazy. It was, a, it was a little intimidating, it was a party. but y'all came. <laughs> it was a party. Oh, my goodness. It was a wild, fun, crazy yeah. God honoring party, which yeah, I so love, awesome. and I just am so proud of Thank what you. you're doing. Thank you. You stepped so out in faith, and God's using yes. you, and it's amazing. Yeah. And so, not only did we get to go to your event, we got to hang out at your house a little bit. Yes. <laughs> that yes. was an adventure. Yes. I yeah. wanted y'all to come spend the night it to was, have a bunkin party. It was, but that didn't happen. But it was yeah. wild. Mm-hmm. Three babies and a dog. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And now a fish. And now, now a fish. fish. Yeah, I heard a about fish. your fish. Yes. Fish in a castle. Ellie Madu. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Evie calls her uh, the Rainbow Queen. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we have her uh, castle in the fishbowl. A fish okay. castle. And she is a queen. Luxury. Oh, yes. She is the queen. Of course she is. Luxury fish villa. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got Evie. I have Evie. Got... She's four. Mm-hmm. And I have. Bubba, that's not his name, but we call him Bubba. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Naj mm-hmm. Madu. And then I have, he's uh, three. And then Remy Remington, she is one. So I'm super busy. So yes. who's the strongest willed out of the three? Uh, Evie, for sure. Evie, she's I feel like in Evie's charge. a mini me, like super strong, mm-hmm. super sensitive, feels every emotion. Yeah, I heard you like um, to be in charge. I do. <laughs> yeah. I'm a control freak, but at least I like acknowledge it and I, I know it so that I can actually work through that. I actually yeah. just bought a book called Control Freak. Oh. So there you go. And I'm sorry, what, what's the, the author of this book? I mean, actually, I don't, yeah. I actually don't know. I'll tell you. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'll tell you. The title that captured That might need to go in my library. Yes. <laughs> I googled it and I was like, I need that book. So, yeah. What are you hoping it will do? Um, <laughs> help me. <laughs> self-help. It's for sure self-help. 
Yes. It's like a good thing because yes, that's leader, to that's leadership. <laughs> yes. But then it's also, it can be, you know, your strength is your weakness, vice yeah, versa. So, absolutely. That's Yeah, we'll see what it is. I'll let you know yes. after I finish reading it. <laughs> keep us clued. I need to clue. read that book. Yeah, keep let me know. So in your world, um, one of the things we love to talk about is friendship mm-hmm. because that's such an important part of sisterhood. Yeah. So with your life, your life is crazy busy with Robert's schedule. Tell them a little yes. bit about what Robert does. Well, he's full time on the road. Yeah. So that is every weekend. It's a few times a week. So life is a bit crazy. And you travel with him? Yes first. and no. So I remember people telling me once we had children that I would stop going. And I remember I thought they were being negative. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm not going to receive that negativity. We're going to travel yeah. as a family. However, mm-hmm. um, once we had kids, <laughs> I stopped traveling. Everything changes. Because <laughs> everything changes. Yeah. yeah, so I will travel out, but I'm very picky, choosy with where I go because um, taking the kids is a bit much, four, three, and one. You know, it's a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. Um, however... Um, you I have do to like be to aware of the season. Mm-hmm. The and season, how, exactly. Yeah, how to navigate yeah. life mm-hmm. within that season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, because sometimes you have to adjust things. Yeah, and I don't like to force yeah. them to sit in services yeah. if they, you know, they're, they're babies. So um, it's it, I just have to be yeah. picky choosy with where I go. But yeah, I do sometimes go. So with all that you do, how do you do friendship? Do you want to be honest? Yeah. I don't have any friends. I'm just this is a counseling session. No, it's actually really funny. So I used to be because I'm uh, I'm a number seven on the Instagram. So I am outgoing. Me too. You are. Of yeah. course you are. Of course you are. Is I would guess that. Okay, okay, hold on. I want to be included in this. I am you an eight are, with a seven, seven wing. wing. You have a seven wing. The wing is important. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So I'm a full blown seven. People see it. They they actually told me beforehand. You're, you're a seven, seven with take an eight. Yeah, you're something like that. Well, I actually don't know my wing, even though the wing is I important. Do. I do. <laughs> like I just said, I don't know my wing. I just said I'm a seven. And for those that do not know what we're talking about, you should read the road back to you. Yeah, it's, oh, it's yes. great. Yes, it's great. It's a great book. Yes. It's a lot of fun. Self aware. Yes. Make yourself aware. It's, it's just kind of the it's good for marriage. Yeah. Um Friendships. So I use. I love everybody. Yes. There's not a person that I don't meet yes. that I don't yeah. want to be best friends so, with. Right. Um, however, along the way, I've been hurt a time or two. It happens, yeah. you know, relationships. So it kind of uh, created in me a few walls to where I know mm-hmm. that I can't trust everyone. Um, so then I went through a season where it was just me and my family, and I was okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the same time, I'm, I've recently come into a new season of I. You, we're not supposed to do life alone. Good you know what I mean? Yeah. We need community. Yeah. So I just realized, you know, you can't always allow what once upon a time someone did to, like, determine how you do life and how you do relationships. Put you in a cave. Yeah, yes. it can. Yeah. So and I, that's where the enemy would love for us exactly, to Exactly, is isolation. Yep. And so I'm recently in a new season with social girls, <laughs> and it's like a new sisterhood. Right. Um, it's, I, it's like I, I've craved it, and I didn't even realize I've craved it. But just a true loyal friend. Uh, I have honestly, I have. I'm surrounded by incredible women, like all yeah. around, like gl- globally, and then even at home, I have incredible women that God has just blessed me with as far as relationships. Um, how do I navigate friendships? I really just allow the Holy Spirit to lead me. I love mm-hmm. everyone, and mm-hmm. until they prove otherwise, then I'm like, <laughs> you're, really, my you're my yeah. friend, we're best friends. Yeah. So, so with the social media explode, your social media platform that's exploded you know how do you keep boundaries at the same time where you're saying man I you know God's um, raised this ministry up 
the the family ministry is flourishing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're you're committed to the church world, mm-hmm. and then you have this social media platform that's exploded. How do you navigate all of that and keep boundaries around it so you can stay, you know, emotionally stable? stable. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I feel like if anyone has social media, you have to be secure. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you'll go crazy. Oh, yeah. um, it's I honestly don't even know if I have the right words to say how I navigate. I, it's a daily thing for me. Um, there's sometimes where I'm like, I shouldn't have posted that. It's mm-hmm. too personal. Or, no, I should post this because this encourages this person. And I'm I'm still learning um, how to navigate it, especially with my family involved. But go back to That's that. That's a huge thing. Go back to that because I don't want to miss that, what right. you just said. So you just good. said sometimes I post something and I go, I shouldn't have posted that. Yeah. Is that like you would say the Holy Spirit or the Lord is checking you? And then what would you do? I know this is a rabbit trail, but well, I think yeah. this is important. For well, it's it's definitely Holy discussion. Spirit. It's it's super easy to say the Holy Spirit leads and guides me. It's a church thing to say. It's like Christianese. But truly, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit is our God. And so I believe I've learned His voice over the years through trial and error. And I've learned right. when He speaks. And there's been many times where maybe there's something in me that it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I should. And then I'm like, oh, it's fine. And then I do. And then it's confirmation after confirmation I shouldn't have. Yeah. And so I remove it uh, simply because I think my our rule now, even Robert's, especially mine because I'm an open book, is if there's any doubt, don't post it. Oh, that's okay. good. Yeah. So I just yeah, kind of leave so it good. at that. If yeah. there is so you'll remove question, a post. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily you. like to, but it's funny because I go back to what is if I feel like I should remove it, what is keeping me from rem- from mm-hmm. removing it? And it would be pride. Mm-hmm. I want to keep it up because I'm gonna if I remove it, someone's gonna see it, so they think I care. Like that, all mm-hmm. those things. Right. And it's just this crazy mind game. And I'm like, no, I don't want that out there. And so I'm gonna remove it, and I'm just gonna let it be. But I will say that's been the best thing I could ever do for myself is that very thing of if I have any doubt. Yeah. If I have to ask a friend or ask my husband, hey, is this okay to post? I shouldn't post it. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> you see good. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like an indicator. So, Becky yeah. and yeah. I talk about this a lot because right. she oversees the ministry social media for sisterhood. Yeah. And just, you know, making sure that what we're posting is Christ honoring mm-hmm. and builds up the sisterhood, builds their faith, yeah. yes. and is encouraging. Yes, and something that, you know, when girls open up their, their social media feed, it would be so easy, depending on who you're following, mm-hmm. yes. for it to be filled with negativity. Mm-hmm. But as a sisterhood, and I know you and Debbie and myself personally, our personal accounts, we want to fill that feed with encouragement, um, that it is Christ-honoring, that's inclusive to the sisterhood. Mm-hmm. You belong with me. Yeah. You're not any different. Mm-hmm. You belong in the same... Christ-focused sisterhood that that I am in. Yeah. So I think it's a beautiful thing, and it's it really cool how uh, social media has connected us yeah. over yeah. the years. I don't think yeah. if we didn't have it, I don't know if that we would be happen. sitting yeah, here right so now, true. doing doing all of this, having these covering these, these conversations. It is a blessing. A little question that's <laughs> burning in my heart. Um, I have been following Taylor on social media for a while, and um, something that actually bonds the two of us is that we both have had experiences where we've yeah. the both of us have lost a child yes. and um, I've been following you as you've opened up a little bit about it on your yeah. on your social media account and um, I know it's a story that is full of uh, tragedy but also tons of redemption wow. yes, yeah. and um, I think it would be really cool for the girls listening and watching yeah. to hear a little bit about it yeah yeah 
where do you want me to start? I'm like, the podcast is what, 25 hours? <laughs> <laughs> I will talk for two hours, three. You know, you know we could just split it into part yeah. one, yeah, two, two, three, three four. four. <laughs> well, just to give you a little bit of background on my life. So I was born and raised in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And my dad was the pastor, is still is evangelizing. He actually does what Robert does, my husband. Okay. So going on 37 years now of evangelism. And I never knew anything other than really just this picture-perfect family. Mm-hmm. And one day, my mother came home, set us down, and told me something that would change my life, and that was divorce. Mom and Dad were getting a divorce back in that day, over 25 years ago. You know, divorce is horrible, yeah, right. but it was—it's it, obviously become more common. Mm-hmm. 2019, it's everywhere. Um, but I knew divorce was bad, but I didn't know how bad divorce really was until I had to walk it out, and yeah. so it was extremely dysfunctional. Um, I hate to say it. How many siblings? Three siblings. Okay. So how did you, how did they tell you? I mean, how did you find out? Well, it's crazy because two weeks prior, my older sister, she was so sick, um, Shaylee. She was throwing up and she was going through, I I actually thought she was just, just sick, stomach bug. Well, come to find out, poor thing, like older sibling, the pressure. They had told her separately. And she had to keep it, so she was just so physically, like, distraught. And then two weeks later, they sent my brother and I. So we're all, my older sister's four years older than me, then my brother's two years older than me, and then there's Mm -hmm. me. So it was seven, nine, and 11. Mm. And so she told us, you know, set us down. And I remember thinking, like, this is really bad. And we, I just, I remember crying, Mm seven-year-old little girl. But I didn't know how bad it was until I had to walk that thing out. And so for us, we love Jesus. We're in ministry, but yet the home life was extremely dysfunctional. And what they did more so, you know, I won't, I won't say which parent, but they really used us as the ping pong ball to get back yeah. at the other parent. Yeah. So there was a lot of back and forth and dysfunction. Well, that's and a lot of pressure on a seven-year-old. A lot of pressure, yeah. yeah. And so this really was shaping uh, my identity and how I saw what family should look like. Um, so it created a lot of voids in my heart in deep, deep places. And from there, after a few years, my mother uh, filed bankruptcy, and then we ended up living in a a storage building. We got a storage building because she didn't have any money. And my uncle built like walls inside, built a front porch. (laughs) And we would actually, I say walls inside, I mean literally the four walls, but we actually didn't have any, (laughs) any walls. So we would take a quilt and we would, we cut a hole in the end and we would hang it up on the bed frame to create a wall. And so my life went from like perfect, like I didn't know anything other than to now all of a sudden mom lost everything, cars and, and we're living in this storage building. And it was cute though, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. And (laughs) work with what you have. And so she's on food stamps and and WIC and all of those things and um, she eventually uh, that's when her journey of addiction started she lost everything and she uh, became addicted to antidepressants and painkillers and so she was like my my rock my dad remarried eventually obviously he was 32 at the time he was young but my mom never did and so my loyalty was to her I feel like Mm -hmm. I almost would betray my mom if I you know, went and accepted the life of my father mm-hmm. and his new wife and her daughter, all that. So I really just clung to my mother, but then she was sick. So she was alive but not living. Mm. And eventually, um, my brother and my sister both went off to college, and they we were we're just so close, we're just tight because everything else around us was shattered, right. was right. crumbling. But you know, we were like unshakable. We just stuck together. Well, then they went off to college, and then I got into a relationship. And so three years. I was How old were you? I was uh, fourteen. So 14 years old, really, really dysfunctional relationship. Um, 
and then at 17 I got pregnant out of wedlock and so I had never kissed a guy nothing like that but before I knew it I mean I remember him like even trying to hold my hand and that was like a big deal because I was so really just super pure and yet um, before I knew it um, he filled something in me he it caused more voids but it temporarily filled some voice in my heart that I needed someone to fill. I was in church, Sunday morning, Sunday night, revivals, I was there, Sunday school, all of those things, and yet broken and shattered and desperately needed Jesus to come and fill Mm -hmm. and do what only he could do in my life. Well, then I'm pregnant. Um, I carry my little boy, Micah, for 32 weeks, and then Christmas Eve of 2005, I go into early labor, and within that, I get to the hospital, they're like, you're fully dilated you're at a 10 you're about to have this baby and so within that time frame it was a few hours um, my water broke and the umbilical cord wrapped around this little body and he lost oxygen and so I just remember waking up in a room white room and dad was on my left mom was on my right and they were both just tears Mm -hmm. streaming to tell me you know that's what I I felt like you know that that's one thing I can say that my family did right was that they preached grace. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when I got pregnant, um, they showed me so much grace and said, wow. you know what, the baby is not the sin. The baby's done nothing. The baby right. has a, God has a plan right. for that child. Yeah. Um, and we're going to do this. And so I had switched my perspective to, no, this is God's God's child. And yes. I know that he has a plan for us. So, so the baby was like the redemptive, redemptive, redemptive yeah. part yes. of the story yes. in exactly. your mind. In my mind. And I yeah. felt like so many things had been taken from me they were unfair life is unfair sometimes Mm -hmm. and I felt so many things that I didn't ask for happened to me which left me broken but I felt like this child was my gift and no one could take him away from me and so then I wake up and I'm stripped of that you know there's nothing like going into a hospital to have a baby Mm -hmm. and then you leave (laughs) empty-handed and that was such a I think uh, a reflection of my soul like empty 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 but yet I thank God and his grace and his sovereignty he was teaching me something because he's he's a God that makes all things new. Yes. And so even though I'm leaving empty-handed, he began that journey of showing me that nothing else can satisfy. Yeah. Nothing else can satisfy yeah. and fill the voids in your soul like I can. And Micah is okay. Wow. Micah is okay. So watch what I so can do. So how long surrender. did it take for you to um, just come to that healing moment? It's a it was a journey. It was a journey. I remember I, I held him for 18 hours. I remember just grieving. I didn't eat for about a month. I remember thinking the only way I could heal was if I got pregnant by the same guy mm-hmm. so that I could get a snippet of what Micah would have been like. I begged him. I begged him to, please, this is the only way I can heal. Um, you begged him to begged give him. you another baby. Because mm-hmm. I thought that was the only way I would yeah. heal from this. How did you come to a place where you're like, I know I'm healed. Yeah. You know, like where you didn't have to, you didn't feel like you had to fix it. Well, I think um, it's critical to understand this, that God is able to do it in a moment. Mm-hmm. He can touch us in a moment and everything changes. Um, however, I believe also that sometimes it's a journey and it mm-hmm. takes time. And so I wish I could say that overnight everything was better. But for me, I had to make the choice first and foremost in that hospital room. I can lay here in my suffering and my insecurities and my shame and my guilt, and this can be my life. Yeah. Or I can choose to believe, choose to believe that He is a God that is able to restore and to redeem. Mm -hmm. Was the cross Mm -hmm. enough? Absolutely. I've said it my whole life. Okay, well now 
the cross is enough. Mm-hmm. So live in that freedom and live in uh, that redemption. Mm-hmm. And so it was a journey for me. And mm-hmm. so there were times where I wanted to go back. There were times that, um, you know, inadequacy and shame uh, would creep in and I would have to silence that thing, yeah. you know. And But I made a choice that I can't go back because my own decisions, that's where it got me, was in a hospital room yeah. holding a lifeless baby yeah. mm-hmm. in an abusive relationship. That's where my own decisions got me, but God had so much more yeah. for me. Yeah. And so sometimes on this journey with God, you know, His call sometimes requires us to let go of some of the things that are closest to our hearts. Right. So the, the right. idea that it's easy and the idea that it makes sense, sometimes it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you let go of a lot of things in order to receive yeah. what He has for you on the other side. And so it was a 10-year journey, actually. It was it was a, a year after year after year. I would say even now as I share, I find healing. Yeah. When I share my story and I see the lives that come forward, you know, you overcome by the word of your testimony. Yeah. Yes. So that whole thing, yes. I overcome every time I share. Yeah. Yes. I'm on the other side of it, and I'm stronger than ever. But when I hear a girl come up and say, you know, I... I had a stillborn baby and mm-hmm. I've been so broken and shattered and I don't know how to move forward but hearing your story yeah. now I yeah. have a new hope that I've never yeah. felt before you know I, I go we back we have to share our story we have we to have share to. our yeah. story yes and I also it's for me it was I was never fighting for just Taylor mm-hmm. I was fighting for the sisters that would hear mm-hmm. 10 years 15 years later mm-hmm. that needed to hear a story of mm-hmm. hope I was fighting for these moments and so then it just brings more healing yeah. to me mm-hmm. you know I really feel like there's some girls watching or listening today that could just use you to pray over them, Mm -hmm. that they're in a place, it might not look exactly the same, Mm -hmm. but they're in a place where they feel like there's no future. No future. There's no future for me. Maybe they lost their family. Um, Maybe they're walking through divorce. Yeah. You know, the circumstances can be so varied, Mm -hmm. but the enemy wants us all to feel when we walk through a situation that's tragic Mm -hmm. or where sin has really Mm -hmm. affected our decision making. um, The enemy wants us to feel like there's no future. Mm -hmm. And so, would you, as we're closing the podcast, would you pray over those girls? Absolutely. Mm Yeah, and I just want to say, too, you know, a lot of people would look at my story and be like, that's a walk in the park. You ain't been through nothing compared to what I've been yeah. through. And then some will can't even yeah. grasp what I've walked through. But I always say it's not necessarily comparing our stories. Yeah. It's the reality that we are all in desperate mm-hmm. need of a Savior mm-hmm. to invade our lives, our situation. Without Him, we are nothing, that's and we right. fail, and we mess mm-hmm. up. But it is through Him, choosing Him, yeah. that we see this redemption. Yeah. This, so good. You know, this Redeemer. That's right. And so, Father, I just thank You for this moment. Yes. I love that You created this moment before, before the foundation of the mm-hmm. earth, God. Um, you see every girl, every woman that is tuning in, that is listening. You know exactly what they need to hear. And beyond uh, myself, beyond us sitting here, it's not. We're just yes, not God. sitting here having a casual conversation. Right. Yes. I pray that the yes, same Jesus. life that was given to me is the same life that is being spoken yes. through, God, this conversation. That you are a God that makes all things new. You are a God of restoration. Mm-hmm. You are a God of hope. And there's nothing that we can do bad enough that disqualifies us from receiving your incredible mm-hmm. grace. And so yes, I speak Jesus. grace into the atmosphere. Yes. I speak yes. hope, God, right now. I speak um, yes. A love. Let them feel your love, that they're never bad enough. But you see them. You love them. You know them by name. You call them by name. And that you're writing their story. And so when we surrender our lives, give them a grace to surrender every detail so that you can come in and do what only you can do. In Jesus' name, we speak these things. 
Amen. 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 Well, if this story has encouraged you or caused you to believe God has something for you that maybe you didn't ever realize before, I would encourage you to follow Taylor. She will encourage you and lead you closer to Jesus. I promise you that. She'll give you hope and encourage your heart and faith to believe for more. Well, we have something special we want to do. We do it at the end of every podcast. We call it the Mug Moment. Yes, Yes. Yes. Mug Moment. My favorite mug ever. So this podcast, The Pink Mug, is is so exciting. I love how this has just all come to be. But we have a couple of questions in here. That every single episode, we pull a question out Um, of the mug, and um, and we ask it, and we just have a a few moments. And they can be a part of asking questions, because you'll... Absolutely. So if you wanted to submit a question to The Pink Mug, all that you need to do is follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Just follow Design Sisterhood, and you can DM us... uh, personal messages, whatever you want, ask us a question. We'll drop it here in the mug, and maybe your question will be featured on the next episode. Who knows? All right, so we're going to have our next question. These questions all relate to you. I think this is my new favorite mug. Can I just say that? Yes, you can. I'm I'm a coffee snob. She's ordering ordering 12. um, Yes, packages. Okay. This question comes from Stacy. How did you and Robert meet? Ooh. <laughs> I do I'm sorry. The long Wait, version or the slow version? <laughs> you have 30 seconds. Yeah. Oh we cannot do this yeah. in 30 seconds. <laughs> oh my God, that's actually so true. You know what? I think we're just going to have to wait for maybe a Taylor Redu part two. Ooh, oh, yes. yes. And Robert. And Robert, too. Can he come on the What a great idea. Of course. Of course, he's always welcome, right? So, girls, we're going to come back next month to part two. So you're going to invite your friends to join you in watching and listening to Taylor part two next month. We'll see you there. Thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today on The Pink Mug. Be sure to tune in right here on the second Tuesday of each month for a brand new episode. We would love for you to like and share today's show with your friends and connect with us on social media. Follow Design Sisterhood on Facebook and Instagram to learn more about who we are as a sisterhood and how you can be a part.